It's started at seven thirty, everybody. So let's get uh, let's get moving. I do have to leave uh, right after the shear today, so uh, no time to stay in shmuz uh, because there's a uh, a hespedim um, for Rabbi Tender in Mansi. I want to try to get to. Okay, so here are the shilas uh, for this week. Um, Shaila number one uh, is as follows. I got a uh, an email from a, uh, a rabbi. Uh, who is a uh, principal in the school, and he writes, Hi, my name is uh, Rabbi Principal in the school. I am, he didn't really write that, I'm an old friend of a good friend of yours. He actually says the name. And he suggests I reach out. I recently became the associate principal at a school. He identifies the school. I don't know why I'm hiding it. It's not like a, it's not a bad thing at all. Okay, I'll say it. My name is Yigal Sklarin. I am an old friend of Rabbi Levin. He suggested I reach out. I recently became the associate principal of Yeshiva of Flatbush. I will be davening in, in a nusach a dot hamizrach minyan daily, and I am Ashkenaz. I'm not running the minyan, but I need to be an active participant. I find it very challenging to follow the davening if I use an Ashkenaz sitter. If I want to be at all engaged, I've been told that the halach is that I'm supposed to daven Ashkenaz for those things that are betzina, but I find it very challenging to follow and participate in a positive way. I was wondering what you think. I think this isn't a standard losis code to do question, because it's both every day, and I need to be a member of the tzibur. I was wondering what you think I should do in terms of nusach. Thank you, and have a good Shabbos. So that was Shaila number one. So basically, an Ashkenazi guy in a Sephardi school, it's not really officially a Sephardi school, but at this point, Yishuv Lapish is a Sephardi school, and he's davening in a Dot Mizrach Minyan. Minyan. So what does he, uh, so what does he do in terms of his, his Nusach HaTzvila? Shaila number two is not a Shaila that was asked to me at all, but it's a Shaila that... Uh, I happen to have been uh, walking in the hallway. This is one of the great things about being in YU. Like, you're walking in the hallway and you run into, you know, like these Talmud Chacham that are dealing with, like, major Shailas. So uh, one of the more uh, cheerful people to run into is uh, Rabbi Rapp. Are you guys familiar? So, uh, so it happens to be that right outside my office door, there's a gigantic picture of me which is odd. And then there's a, a very, very big, you know, also a gigantic picture of Rabbi Rapp. So it puts a smile on my face every time I walk out of my office. So anyway, so I saw the real Rabbi Rapp, not just the picture, the real guy. And, uh, and he said that, uh, that, that, um, that, that the Beisdin was dealing with a Shaila. And uh, he said, let me, let me share with you the Shaila that came into the Beisdin that we've, we've been working on. Um, the Shaila was as follows. Uh, he said that there was a Kohen uh, who is dating a Grusha, a young man who's a Kohen, and he's dating a Grusha. Now that is a big no-no. Kohen is not allowed to marry a Grusha. It is a losase min ha-Torah for a Kohen to marry a Grusha. So that's no good. Uh, his parents are from, though, and his parents are trying their best to talk him out of this relationship because if he marries this woman, the Kiddushan is chal, but he's going to be living in sin his whole life, right? So that's not a good thing. So his parents are trying to, and his children are going to be it's bad. His parents are trying to talk him out of it. So his mother sits him down one day and says, listen, son, I know what it means to give up on a serious relationship for religion. Because before I was from, she was a Balas Shuva, she says, before I was from, I had a very serious relationship with a non-Jew. Uh, but I gave it up because I recognized that, uh, that this, uh, this would be a terrible breach. He said, excuse me? You had a relationship with what? <laughs> so she said, a non-Jew. He said, oh, that's interesting. Uh, he went in yeshiva, and he realized that if his mother was Nivala Lepasula, if she actually slept with a non-Jew before she married his father, the Kohen, then he is, in fact, not a Kohen. He is a Chalal. 
So he's like, oh, you had a relationship with a non-Jew? She said, yes, and, and, and I gave it up for the religion. And he's like, thank you. And uh, then he realized, but wait a second, if I believe her that she had this relationship, I'm allowed to marry the Grusha that I'm dating, but she's not allowed to stay married to dad. Because she was Nivala Lapasala, so she has a din of Azona, so she's also to her own husband. So is there some way to thread the needle over here, right, uh, to allow mom to stay married to dad and allow uh, the son to marry the woman of his dreams, right? So that's the, uh, you know, the, the grusha of his dreams. So that is the shaila. So do we want to talk about Nusach HaTfila? Or do we... No? no? I mean, going to be so insulted. Okay, so, uh, so let's, uh, let's talk about shaila number... Oh, wait, the guy's on the Zoom. Can they get to vote also? We got two with several exclamation points. Okay. Oh, someone voted for one. Jonathan Crane. Okay, just to be contrarian. Okay. All right. Fantastic. So let's uh, let's do let's do number Shaila number two. Um, so how do you attack the Shaila? So first of all, we need to we need to break it down to the Yisodos, right? Well, what are the issues over here? Meaning, let's say it didn't have any impact on the mother. Let's say the parents were already divorced, or the father was no longer alive, or something like that. Would you believe her? Like, just straight off. Would you believe her if she says that she was novellus lepasula? Does an Isha have an Amanus? Let's say a woman comes home to her husband one day, her husband the Kohen, and she says to him, um, Honey, I have something to tell you. I have a sordid past that I never told you about. And I was novellus lepasula. I was a novellus to, a, to a, a non-Jewish man. So would the husband be obligated to believe her and divorce her? So we, we, we have to go through all of those issues and then try to figure out whether there's some way to, to thread the needle over here. So first of all, and, uh, first of all the, the most obvious point over here is that there is an Isra Daraiz, right? That is an actual Isra in the Torah. I remember once I was, uh, I was uh, uh, in a shul and uh, there was a rabbi who uh, every once in a while, instead of giving a drush on Shabbos morning, would do a Dvar Halacha on Shabbos morning. So he spoke about the Isser of a Kohen marrying a Grusha. And I remember there was an old man in the shul who has since uh, passed away. But I remember he raised his hand in the middle and he said, but Rabbi, there's really no such prohibition. And he said, um, yes, there is. It's a Pasuk in the Torah. He said, no, nah, it's just something the Rabbi's made up. So uh, that's not true. <laughs> it is an actual Pasuk in the Torah. It's not just something the Rabbi's made up. A Kohen is not allowed to marry a Grusha, right? That's clear. Now, if a woman is nivelus le pasula, she's pasula kuhuna, right? She takes on the status of zona and pasula kuhuna. What does it mean, nivelus le pasula? It would mean that she slept with a non-Jewish man or a mom's or something like that. But if she, even out of wedlock, slept with a, 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 with a Jewish man, meaning, let's say, pr- when, b- before she ever got married, when she was single, if she was with a Jewish man, that would not pasula her le kuhuna. Um, because he's not a pasula, a regular Jewish man would not be someone who's pasulter, to her, and that would not possible her lakuna. You have interesting shailas that come up sometimes. I remember once my brother was dealing with a shaila where there was a woman who uh, was dating a kohen, and uh, she she confided that when she was uh, younger, she was nebuch uh, walking somewhere in Israel, and she was attacked and she was raped, and uh, they never caught the guy. Um, and now she wants to know if she's allowed to marry this Kohen. So uh, the Shaila is, do you assume that the guy who raped her is a Jew? 
if you assume that, as sad as that is to assume, she'll be allowed to marry the Kohen that she's dating. But if you assume that the guy that did this to her, that attacked her, was a non-Jew, was an Arab in Israel, so then, uh, then she would be uh, usher to marry uh, this Kohen. But they don't know, they never caught the guy. So that was a fascinating Shaila, because the Shaila is, you know, you need tre ruby, you need two roves. So you have rove of the people in that town and rove of passers-by. So uh, there was a big discussion. My brother sent a Shaila, I think, if I recall, uh, to Rav Shechter and to Rav Zalman Goldberg and to Rav Asher Weiss. Um, at the time. I think Rav Asher even wrote a tshuva about it and it printed in the Minchas Asher, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I could be mistaken about that, though. He definitely wrote a tshuva to my brother, uh, but I don't remember if he wrote more than one. He wrote a tshuva to my brother about inviting non-religious guests once but uh, on Shabbos, but he, he wrote a tshuva. I think he wrote a tshuva to my brother on this topic also. So that was a fascinating discussion because the Shaila is, what, how do you look at a rove? Do you look at, like, Rove of the people in Gansakar, which is where apparently it happened, and Rove of the people that walk through Gansakar are Jewish. Um, it's a, right, Sakar is the American pronunciation. It's Gansokha. I don't know. However, you say. so uh, so Rove of the people are uh, are Jewish, or do you say um, no? Go to the police and ask them for their records. And uh, are Rove rapists Jewish? And uh, that that would be the Rove. That you look at the Rove Rove people who commit such a crime. And then you'd be able to have a better, a better idea. So I think Rav Shechter thought the latter, that the rove would go with, uh, with, the, uh, with the latter because it's a statistical thing. Rav Shechter Lishitaso holds that, uh, that rove is not magic, uh, that it's statistics. Uh, that's why, um, you know, uh, when, that's why Rav Shechter doesn't drink milk. Everyone comes up with all these halachic ways that it's not a, viola- that it's not a problem of... Uh, of, uh, you know, you have chazakas and you have this and that. But he says, statistically, statistically, the milk is strafe. So if statistically, it's strafe. Then that's the, uh, the, the, the dinner of rogue. So he was never satisfied with any of the other answers that used a lot of lambdas and, you know, because you can't lambdasize reality away, right? That's the, uh, that's, that's, that's the, uh, the shitaso. I think Rav Asher thought not that way, that no, you follow basic uh, roves of people and it's not, uh, it's not based on statistics. Also the shitaso with the milk and with other things. Um, so anyway, so so that is the the basic halacha that if a uh, halacha that a kohen is not allowed to marry a grusha halacha that if a woman is nevelas the pasula she's pasula kuhuna and if she marries a kohen the child is a halal and therefore as a halal he is allowed to marry a grusha. So there is a tshuva in Igros Moshe even as a dal base it doesn't have the full complexity of this case. The tshuva in Igros Moshe is talks about a case of a heter kohen legiores al smach divrei isha. Meaning, uh, grandma tells uh, her grandson one day, by the way, I was novellus to a guy before I ever married uh, your grandfather, and therefore your father's not a Kohen, and you're not a Kohen, and now the grandson wants to marry a Grusha, or a Gioras, either way, right? He's allowed to marry a Grusha or a Gioras if he's a Chalol, but not if he's a Kohen. So it's a very similar case, except in, in, in the case where Moshe was dealing with, you didn't have the added wrinkle that grandma wanted to stay married to grandpa, right? You didn't have that, that issue. Grandpa was dead in, in, in Ramosha's case. So grand, you know, with, uh, with, you know, grandpa wasn't in the picture anymore. So the whole issue was just about the Nehmanos. And that might change the halacha over here. So what do you tie Do you believe? What do you think? What's Ramosha going to say? Do you, uh, do you, do you uh, believe her and let the grandkid marry a... Uh, the whole life he's been duchening and he's been called up for the first aliyah and he's been... But, you know, now that he falls in love with the Gioras, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's willing to uh, believe grandma. In the case of Rav Moshe, how do, it's, is it like a katan before 
he becomes a gadol, do we believe testimony of his state as a katan? So here would we believe Who's a katan? Why is in it? the case of a katan, so here would we believe her to make him atzma to Russia based on something she did before she was Jewish? No, she was Jewish the whole time. She was Jewish all the time. Grandma was Jewish. If she wasn't Jewish, if Grandma wasn't Jewish, she wouldn't have been able to marry Grandpa. No, she was Jewish all the time. She says that she slept with a non-Jew before she married Grandpa. So, therefore, your daddy's not a Kohen and you're not a Kohen. Aren't you not allowed to ask yourself? You're not allowed to ask yourself in... Well, we have Russia. A person is not able to uh, declare this. So, what are the Gedarim of that? Good. Also, don't we say one note? By Migu, she, by Migu, she's believed to say she was put in captivity, but that she wasn't violated. So over here would be partial staff saying she's able to, she's clearly able to say that she's, uh, she was nipple, based on the fact that by Migu, you're able to. That say was when it affects her. Over here, it's affecting somebody else. In our case, though, she wants to stay married. Right. In our case, she wants to stay married. In that case, and will that change things? So, okay, so let's see what Ramosha says about this case first. Is that what say? Aren't there cases where the husband has to stipulate to give the Isha Nehemonos that, that they didn't live together? Like, he writes again and there's an interim where it's not given yet or something in order to get, uh, get Yashan or something. He has to like, stipulate that she's going to be Nehemonos to say that they didn't live together. Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember. So, what? Oh, yeah, okay. So says Ramesha, says Ramesha as follows, um, that there is a Mishnah at the end of Masechus in the Dharm, the Apsad Yemen Beis, where the Mishnah reads as follows, but Rishonah Hayu Omen, they used to say, the Mishnah Rishonah was, Sholosh Nashim Yotzos Venotos Ksuba, that there are three different women that can uh, demand a divorce and receive a Ksuba. Ha'omeres Tamei that one of the, and one of the women on the list is a woman who says, Tamei I became uh, Asr to you. Chazru Lomar, Shalotei Shano, Sena Sena Ba'achim, Rekal Kel Salbayla, that uh, so Ha'omeres Tamei Anilach has to be Tavi Rayelid Vareha, that she has to bring a proof that she was Tamei Anilach because we're concerned that, yeah, of course she's going to say Tamei Anilach because she's sick of her husband, she wants to get out of the marriage, an easy way to get out of the marriage is to claim that she's Asr to him. So she comes up with a, you know, someone taught her, this is what you got to say if you want to get out of the marriage and get your ksuba. So they made a that she wouldn't be believed. So according to the Mishnah Rishona, she's Ne'emenes to say that she's Nitma al to get her ksuba. So the Ran writes that Me'ikar Adin, a woman is Meshuba to her husband, and she really shouldn't be Ne'emenes to say that she's Tamea, because she's Meshuba to be with her husband. And uh, why would we believe her to get out of her Sheba, to get out of her, her obligation? But they believe her to say Tamea because Ilmale Hadavar Haya Emes. If it weren't for the fact that it's true, says the Ran, she never would say such a Tvar Gnus about herself. She would never say something so uh, embarrassing about herself. It says the Ran, the missionary Dina Katani. The original Din that she's believed before they made this Kazeru, was not Meikra Din. Dimidina vaday eine isha ne'emenes lomer t'me'anilach. Lafkiya atzma mibayla shimishubedes lo. She can't just say t'me'anilach and get out of her shibudim to her husband. Elamishum da milsa t'me'anilach. Ksifala. It's only because it's embarrassing for her. Takinu b'mishnah rishona l'minuha. So the the mishnah rishona said the original shita in Tanaim was to believe her. If it weren't true, she wouldn't be mezal. 
mezalzel herself in this way. And then what did the Mishnah Akrona say? Well, now I'm concerned that she's going to be mezalzel in herself in order to be able to get out of the marriage because she fell in love with another guy and the other guy is younger and more handsome and richer and whatever. You know, she wants to go with that other guy. So, the, so because of that, they went back to the Yikra Din. And the Yikra Din is that really she is Ne'emanus. So says Ramesha, you see from the Ran that a woman has Ne'emanus to say uh, something that would be considered a zilzil for herself, and uh, and, and and therefore she's Ne'emanus. So says the, the says Ramosha, he nebitvar echod shumi mishpachas reformer. Ramosha, you know, there was no Hebrew word for reform. So Mishpachas reformer, she's from a reform family. Everyone, were, none of them were, were observant at all. The son, when he left Germany, became a Balchuva, and declared himself a Kohen. Because his grandfather was from, and his grandfather was always assumed to be a Kohen in Shul. And on the Matseva, they had a picture of hands on the Matseva, which is a very common thing that they do on the Matseva of Kohen. And they have a Tzilum, so Moshe writes in, uh, in parentheses, Pikza. <laughs> they didn't know how to say picture. Uh, they have a uh, mea matzeva. They have a picture of the of the matzeva. Now the child grew up. He wants to marry Gioras. But your father is a kohen. But maybe they were reformers. So maybe uh, she was Mizana with someone who's, who's Paslukuna before she married the father. So uh, and then he's a Chalal, and the woman said that. that and and she remembers mommy telling her once that before she was married to her husband, that such and such. Uh, so, uh, so, so uh, they call her in and they interview her and they say, "Tell us, tell us about your story and about you know the schools you went to and what your friends were like and what your life was like." So the old lady comes in, she starts telling the whole story. And I had this boyfriend when I was uh, whatever, eighteen or nineteen, and he was uh, a non-Jewish boy, but he was so cute or whatever. And she tells the whole story. And she has no idea why they're asking. She's a total amaretz. She doesn't know anything. She doesn't know why they're asking her. And the basin realized she had no understanding why they were asking him, asking her all of this stuff. So, uh, so they wanted to know: Is she believed now? So, uh, so says Rav Moshe that there's an umdana that women would not say something negative about themselves. Uh, if uh, if it were not true, and if she's going to say that she was Nevelis the Pasala, it must be true that she was Nevelis the Pasala. Ah, you're going to say, wait a second, negative? She's just uh, waxing nostalgic about her youth and how much fun it was, and you know all the things that she did. You know, if someone is not religious at all, um, you know the, uh, the 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 things that that are we would look at and we say those are averos. You shouldn't be bragging about that. I read a beautiful book, an unbelievable book. Um, it's Kedai, Kedai to read, an amazing book um, uh, called The Choice by Edith Eager. She was a Holocaust survivor, non-religious Jewish woman who survived the Holocaust, and she wrote about her story in the Holocaust. She so, writes so, so well. 
but a lot of the things that she describes are just flat out Averos. And she's not embarrassed by it because she wasn't from. She was she didn't come from a religious family. Her grandparents were religious. Her parents were already weren't religious. A lot of times we think, oh, everyone who lived pre Holocaust was religious. You know, like a, not true. <laughs> there were a lot, a lot of uh, non religious people. So, uh, so, so uh, you know, she has no no embarrassment. So says Ramesha. Va'afim neima shebedor parutz hazayish prutzos keelu shein choshvul zelegnai that even though you're going to say in the dor parutz in a generation like ours there are prutzos he's not using it as like a pejorative to make fun of her he's just saying this is the mitzvahs right these are the kinds of people that don't care about Torah mitzvahs so they don't even view it as a negative shalchein after shul rotzum katan yeshlach for anything to get a good story shul you know we have to be choshesh then maybe shulai vade al kapanim yesharbe nashem afmeinu shom sora he says, but come on, to sleep with a guy, everyone realizes that's not, you know, you're describing to rabbis how you slept with a guy, everyone realizes that that's a gnai, that that's, uh, you know, uh, especially um, people who are not part of Tzlusnus, so it's at least a suffix, and he says if she's a, a hush of a woman, it's a gnai, there's an umdana gadol, shalot shakar, that she's not going to lie, and you could believe her. So Ramesha comes to that conclusion, that, uh, that, 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 that she has an amonus to say uh, something that's embarrassing about her. So if that's the case, if we just take that Ramesha straight, so what would you say in this case, in our case? The same thing. Yusha's now a menace. Kid can marry his uh, Garusha girlfriend, and uh, the husband and wife, mom and dad, have to get divorced. Not so possible. There's a halacha mefureshes in Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch says that if a in in Avnezer Simon Vav Sifud Beis, that if a woman comes home to her husband and says that uh, I'm also to you that I was nivelus the pasula. Then maybe she wants, like that Mishnah said, maybe she wants to marry somebody else. She's just looking for an excuse to get out of the marriage, and therefore she's not Nehmenes, and the husband does not have to believe her. Now, it also says that if the husband does believe her, then he has to divorce her. But he's not obligated to believe her. He could say, I don't believe a word of it. Now, obviously, if he really does believe it, so uh, that <laughs> if he believes it, so then she's also to him. But he's not obligated to believe it. So what's going to happen in this case? She's going to come to her husband and say, you know, I never told you this, but I, you know, I was trying to talk to our son and tell him that he can't uh, marry this Grusha. So I told him that, and the husband will say, I don't believe it. I think you were just trying to convince him that you were trying to make up some story to convince, uh, to convince the, the kid. So the son is going to say, I believe you, Mom. And the father is going to say, I don't believe you. So can you do such a thing? Can you say that the father is going to believe her and the, 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 the son is not going to believe her and therefore the father is going to be a coin, is, is going to be, the father is obviously a coin, he's going to be able to stay married to his wife and the son is not a coin. the son is going to be a chalal and he's going to be able to marry a, uh, a grusha. So that's very difficult. Even the, even, even the idea that the, the guy is allowed to believe her is very difficult. I asked my brother this, uh, you know, why is it? You have a woman who says, I know what I did. I know that I was novellus lepasula. By the way, Agav, a lot of times when we have these shilas, unfortunately they happen more often than you would think, and a lot of times it's shilas with married women that say to a therapist that they slept with somebody else while they were married, you know, things like that. Um, a lot of times we f- what we find is that they didn't quite, they didn't quite uh, have real beer. Meaning, uh, they, 
to, to take that step, it takes a lot for, uh, you know, but over here she was saying she, when she was a single girl, for by married women, a lot of times we find that it's not really, not really quite what happened. But anyway, the, uh, but that's for a different time, uh, or maybe for never, but, but the, 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 the uh, what was I saying? So, so she, uh, she says, I know what I did. I know that I was in Vels the Pasala. Husband says, I don't believe you, right? So the husband is allowed to stay married to her, but what's my question going to be? Is she allowed to stay married to him? There are three people in the picture. It's not just the son and the father. It's her too. Right? Meaning the husband can say, I don't believe you. I'm staying married to you. She can say, yeah, but I do believe me. And therefore, I, 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 I don't think I can stay married to you. Oh, but Chazal clearly say we don't believe her I don't care that you believe you we don't believe you so you're stuck in this marriage you have to which, which is, is, is wild meaning the way my brother put it to me is that it must be that when Chazal say that the husband doesn't have to believe her because they're saying that she loses the right to be concerned about the Isser she loses the right to be concerned about her own Isser because she's Mushubedas Lebaila. She's Mushubedas to him. But if he does believe her, then he, you know, if the husband does believe her, he has to divorce her. But if the husband doesn't believe her, she doesn't have the right to say, now I'm going to be from. Now I want to be religious and I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to stay married to you. She loses the right to do that because of Shem Ba'acher. Now, there is a Taisus in the Dharim, my brother pointed out to me, uh, that this, on uh, that same sugya, on Tzad Yem Quotes from Yerayim that the Isser Zona to a Kohen may not be her Isser, may only be his Isser. Meaning, what's the problem of Zona to a Kohen? She's, she's marrying up. She's doing, you know, she's like, uh, great, what did I do wrong? But for the Kohen to be married to the Zona, that's the problem. He's a Kohen, what's he doing with the Zona? So maybe the Yerayim holds and maybe the Isser is only on him and not on her. But Tosas asks that uh, the Gemara in Yavamastaf Pedalit says that all Isure Arayos are both on man and woman, that they're equal to on the Isha and the Isha. So Tulsa says, uh, for that reason, you disagree with Yerayim, because it seems that it's, uh, it is something, I think we paskin that it is us or for him and for her. So it's a unique case. The husband will say, I believe you. So th- this really opens up another sugya that we're not going to really have time to get into, and that is the sugya of Palginan Dibura, or Palginan Neemanus, right? Uh, when someone says... Uh, that they did something, uh, you know, uh, you know, that you say Ploni ba al ishti, right? So can we believe that Ploni was ba al ish, but not that it was your wife, right? And then when the guy, can you split what he's saying? So uh, so that's palgin and tibura that you're going to believe uh, part of the story, not the whole story. Would you say palgin and that manus also that will believe her klape? Her son, but we're not going to believe. But it's the same mice. It's not like saying right, we believe her clape her son, and we're not going to believe her clape her husband. Can you can you do such a thing, or can you at least say that we believe or don't believe? It doesn't matter. The question is whether they believe, whether the husband and the and the son believe. So I asked Rabbi Rapp, like, what was the maskana of all this? So he said uh, they sent Shilas to Gedolim in uh, Eretz Yisrael or whatever, and uh, they didn't hear back yet. So I asked him a couple of weeks later. I said, "Is she here back yet?" He said, "Nope." So, uh, so I don't know. I don't know what the uh, what the maskat is. I'm, I'm curious to hear what the gedolim have to say. Now, just stop, just to mention, a lot of times, you know, people are very bothered by this whole halacha. 
why is it also for a Kohen to marry a Grusha? Are we, do we disrespect a Grusha? Do we think that there's something wrong with a Grusha? That a Kohen is not allowed to marry a Grusha? So we believe that the Torah is uh, right and true and moral and good. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's always easy. And there are sometimes things that are very difficult. You know, you have this all the time with, with, uh, when you're involved in Geirus. A lot of times you have a non-Jewish girl uh, and she's in a secular college, she meets a nice Jewish boy, and they fall in love, and she starts getting very interested in his religion, and she starts observing the religion and getting him to be more religious, and he starts slowly keeping Shabbos and putting on tefillin again and going to shul every day, and he starts getting more and more religious, and then she's ready to convert, and uh, so they're, they're going to get married, and they're going to be religious. Hey, he's a coven. He was such an amaris. He didn't know that, uh, that, that a coven is not allowed to marry Gioras. You have things like that. It happens all the time. So it is a very sad thing, but it's not something that we're... So I saw someone, uh, someone, uh, someone, someone formulate it like this. Can you imagine in your head that HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'chvodo V'atzmo would be Megala to you that a certain man is not the proper zivug for, for you. You're a Grusha, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu would come and tell you, this is not your Basher. This is not your zivug. So would you listen to him? So probably that would give you some pause before you before got married. That's what Kodesh Baruch is doing. He gave you a Torah Kedosha that tells you that this is not right. This is not the one that you're supposed to be with. So it's, uh, it is Drachah Darchinam. Kodesh Baruch is trying to save you from, uh, from, from these Yisurim. Uh, but anyway, as far as the actual Shaila, sorry for the disappointment. I don't have an answer. I don't, I don't know whether, uh, whether it's Mozart or Asi. Yeah. But how far would the personal belief thing go? Oh, so this is very complicated. In a lot of these cases, by kahuna, you know, you have a, a Kohen who falls in love with a Grusha or a Gioris or something, and they go to a rabbi, and the ra- sometimes very big rabbis. I'm not saying rabbi is like, like when Ramosha writes the word rabbi in a chuva, it means that it's a conservative reform rabbi. He writes Rav if it's, a, uh, if it's a real rabbi. But they go to like a real rabbi, sometimes a very big rabbi. There are people who we all admire a great deal that would regularly, very frequently, tell Kohanim, hey, you're not really a Kohen, your grandmother was this, your mother was that. You know, they'll come up with all sorts of, uh, you know, problems with the Yichus. And meanwhile, this guy's got four brothers. And then they, they all married regular Jewish, you know, women that they're allowed to marry. And they're uh, upstanding people, and they're from, and they're Tamidi Chachamim, and they always get the Kohen Aliyah, and they always... And they're saying, what are you talking about? How could it be that, he, that he's not a Kohen? So people are very, very upset by that. And, and, and the, the, the Rav Upaskins, such childless, will say, yeah, yeah, it's only for him, not for you. What do you mean it's only for him? Not? Either, either mom is a, is a zona or not a zona. Right? Either we're all halalim or, or none of us are halalim. It's very, very disappointing for people. And uh, I mean, I spoke to Rav Shachter about this once, about a particular a rabbi that uh, we hold in very high esteem who used to give these kinds of psakim and he said it's really he said, it's really not right you shouldn't be giving such such psakim it's really uh, you know you get the sense that uh, maybe I don't know that uh, he's feeling pressure or whatever he shouldn't give such it's, it's very very uh, challenging very very difficult at the same time you know sometimes families get torn apart by this and, 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 and people get uh, you know don't want to talk to that son anymore that married the Grusha but if he got a psak from another Gadol that's widely recognized, no matter how objectionable you find the psak, you can't really take on the Adam Gadol. Meaning, if they got from a really legitimate Adam Gadol, it's very, very hard to say that uh, that's reason to tear apart uh, family. Even if they hold Pagan and Dibura, what's the halakhic 
So that's the lumdus, right? That's the Rav Lachanan, Palgina Dibura. That's the Gashmak of Sugya. So that's why Rav was so excited. The whole Sugya, Palgina Dibura, is a Palgina Nemanus. This is it. We have it. We have it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, everyone, have a good night. Take care. Have a good Shabbos. Uh, Thank you.